On this week's show, two of the longest-running college football rivalries are renewed. Another Washington Redskins quarterback breaks his leg. And that Monday night football game was something for the ages. In this week's history lesson, we're going to talk about the history of exhibition games between the NFL and the CFL. That and much more this week in the world of football. Hello? You play to win the game. Personal foul. Pick this up. On number 99 of the defense, after he tackled the quarterback, he's giving them the business down there. That's a 15-yard penalty. Hey, look out there. You want to get hyped? We're going to throw a forward pass. You're listening to This Week in the World of Football, presented by theworldoffootball.com. Promoting the game of football in all its many forms, past, present, and future. And now, on with the show. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of This Week in the World of Football. This is episode number 67 for November 20th, 2018. I'm your host, Randy Snow, and across the table from me doing something, I don't know what he is doing right now. That chair is too loud. <laughs> you gave me the you don't like chair. the new chair I gave you? I don't like that new chair. I hate change. <sighs> Fine. Why can't things just stay constant the way they're supposed to be? Like, the Lions are supposed to stink and lose, and what did they do? They won this week. What is going on? Sorry, I, I thought this, I is was not, a, this is all about the chair. I thought I was the one that didn't like change. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I got the right chair in, in place. No, Happy it was now? Loud. It was loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I could hear that over here. All right. Well, we're only three feet away from each other. I hope you could hear it. <laughs> You're not deaf yet, are you? Huh? Oh, my God. We come to you each week from the World of Football Man Cave, located in the center of the football world, right here in Kalamazoo, Michigan. We are the only show that covers all aspects of the football world beginning, being played throughout the year. God, I screwed that up again. From the NFL to the CFL, college, indoor, and arena football, our goal is to inform and entertain our listeners with the glorious buffet that is the world of football. All this while keeping an eye on the rich history of the game. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We'd love to get your feedback on either iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, or iHeartRadio. You can also contact us on Facebook and Twitter at TWOF Kalamazoo or send us an email. Our email address is info at theworldoffootball.com. So, let's review what happened this past week, starting with the World of Football scoreboard, and we're going to start in the NFL, so take it away, Adam. Right. Uh, so, every week we start our Thursday night games, and uh, this week it was the Green Bay Packers falling to the Seattle Seahawks 27-24. to This makes this the seventh straight road loss for the Packers, and this streak dates back to 2000. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not the same Packers they have been. I mean, it's hard to discount them when they got that Aaron Rodgers guy. But Yeah, they're they're still in every game, but yeah. uh, they just don't seem to have that knockout punch uh, that they have in years past. So, yeah, you don't know what you're going to get with the Packers right yeah, now. It, it's it's tough to say, and I, as much as I hate to admit it, the, the Packers are a mirror image of our very own <laughs> Detroit Lions for the most part. Uh, moving on, in a game that when we were last checking on this on Sunday – Looked like it was going one way, and it ended up in the complete opposite direction. The Jacksonville Jaguars fell at home to the Pittsburgh Steelers 20-16. to This is the largest blown lead, uh, which was 16 points, since week three 
of the 2011 season. So mm. Jacksonville was up 16 to nothing, and they blew this lead wow. to Ben Roethlisberger and those Pittsburgh Steelers who just find a way to win. They are now 7-2-1. and one. Yeah, we kind of figured that Pittsburgh was going to win that game, but to see Jacksonville jump out to a Jacksonville in that defense, who had Pittsburgh's number yeah. twice last season. Yeah. They they were uh, make, making Ben Roethlisberger's life a living nightmare hmm. in those two games, the regular season game and the playoff game. And the Jags looked like maybe they were back, and instead Ben Roethlisberger shook uh, a finger in their face and said, nah, <laughs> we're, we're going to take this one. There's been a lot of that going on lately. <laughs> Yeah, it, <laughs> we'll talk more about that later. Yeah, but so yeah, a big win for the Steelers, who are right there in that hunt for the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. they're a, a handful of teams that could take that trophy at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, the Houston Texans get their seventh straight win by defeating the Washington Redskins, twenty-three to twenty-one. This seven-game winning streak ties the longest team winning streak in Texans history. Wow. Yeah, but the, the big story in this game was yes, uh, is, Washington uh, quarterback Alex Smith breaking his leg. Uh, they said he broke his fibula and his tibia. Hmm. Fibula and tibia? Uh, is, is that the upper part and the lower part of the leg, or is that I, both on? You're speaking gibberish but to me. But he point. broke it in two spots. And uh, uh, 33 years to the day when Joe Heisman, uh, Joe Theismann yeah. <laughs> broke his leg in a game against the Giants. Uh, how ironic is that? 33 uh, years to the day, and the final score was the exact yeah, same result, 23-21. Only, only opposite teams won, I think. Oh, did the Redskins that, win that game? Yeah, the Redskins won that one. They yeah. lost this one, but, but the same score. Really freaky there. If you're into yeah. numerology, it's really weird. I know some Washington Redskins are spooked out by that. and uh, Unfortunately, my wa- uh, resident Washington Redskins co-worker was not there this week to uh, mm. Talk about the loss of his quarterback <laughs> and his playoff chances yeah, more just, than likely. Hate to see anybody go out like no, that. No, of course. Was... Alex Smith has been doing real good things with that Washington team. That was probably one of the best trades of the offseason, mm. him going to Washington. Wow. All right, uh, moving on. The New York Giants won a close game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 38-35. to This is the most points the Giants have scored in a home game since. Can you guess the year? 2005? Uh, 2012, oh. and this reoccurring bit where you <laughs> cannot correctly guess the year. I always guess 2005. You said that last week, and it, it did not work for you. <laughs> Moving on, the Indianapolis Colts just manhandled the Tennessee Titans 38-10, to improving the Colts to 5-5 five and five on the season. So the Colts are starting to climb back up into the AFC playoff discussion. Andrew Luck with three-plus touchdown passes in seven straight games. He is just on a whole other level since coming back from that injury last season. Hmm. Moving over to Motown, the Detroit Lions defeated the Carolina Panthers. Yes, I know last week I totally thought the Lions would be (laughs) manhandled. I thought the Carolina Panthers would have 500 yards rushing on the Lions. And instead, the Lions came out with a 20-19 to victory yeah. over the Panthers. And uh, kicker Graham Gano with two missed, big missed field goals. One was an extra point. One was a, a typical field goal, which would have been all the difference in this game that saw the Carolina Panthers at the end of the game going for two and not coming up with it, helping the Lions win. And... We've talked about this earlier in the year, you know, the whole going for it, you know, yeah. instead of tying it. And I think early in the year I got it. But in this case, if I was a Panthers fan, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I I think if it was me playing a video game and I'm that close, I at least want to assure that I have a shot in overtime. And I think the Panthers probably would have had a decent shot if they would have gone to overtime because they just, I don't know, they got hot and Detroit right, was kind of yeah. uh, 
cooling off there at the end well, of the game. You know, I think they were they were uh, spooked by the way their kicker, you know, had that, that missed too, his, missed his first then. kick of the uh, first field goal of the season, I think, and, yeah, and missed his first like extra point. Uh, just really weird. And so I think they, they felt like, well, let's just win it and, and go home. Maybe it was arrogance on their part, but – uh, yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't agree. I mean, I, I like the call because we won. Because apparently of it. it's analytics. Analytics drives these decisions. Like, hey, you're on the road. You know, going for two is, uh, makes a lot more sense than going for one. You know, because mm-hmm. you could win it. But I would rather risk the field goal kicker kicking that one. Po- How often does that happen? Not a lot. Yeah. But I guess against Detroit, well, the last few weeks, you know, between Green Bay, Chicago, and then now uh, Carolina. The Lions MVP of the season that is those uprights. Yeah, really. Uh, I don't know what what kind of uh, voodoo hex they put on those uh, field goal posts there. How about Detroit, they uh, but... use that voodoo hex to help them actually uh, look better as a team than just missing field goal? You, you're talking about going for two. There were actually three teams this past week that I saw uh, from what games that I watched that all went for two, and and all three of them failed. We'll get into that a little bit more because yeah. two of them were college games, but. But, yeah, like you said, going for two to win the game. In certain circumstances, I can see it. But, like, in the first overtime, I don't think you need to do it there. Maybe in your, if you're in your fourth or fifth while well, you well, have that's to. that's a college You rules. have to go, yeah. In, that's college there. rules. But in the NFL, sure, you don't know if you're going to get the ball to start the second right. half. But you also got to look at how's Detroit. Is Detroit moving the ball? Like, is Stafford even looking any good today? I thought Stafford looked all right, but mm. I wasn't going to break a sweat. Mm. But – and I thought Cam Newton actually looked pretty decent if his receivers would hold on to the ball. Yeah. Um, well, they were, the Detroit's defense was getting to him a little bit. They, and, they, they had three sacks on the day. And I, I told you that, that when he gets pressured, he's, you know, like like Stafford, you know, you, you pressure Stafford, he's not the same quarterback. True. And it's the same with Cam Newton. You pressure him, and he's not the same. So. But I think the big thing I realized was Cam Newton did not run at all during this game. Yeah. There was one time I remember him running, and it was a no gain. He got back to the line of scrimmage avoiding a sack. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Cam Newton was going to be all outside the pocket, you know, running, making plays with his legs. He didn't do that. I thought that would be an X factor in the game, and he didn't even get to do that. And, you know, even the we were stopping the running game, uh, which helped us out tremendously. And yeah. I don't maybe this Carolina team was not as good as we thought they were. Well, you know, Especially if you lose to Detroit, which we know is a bad <laughs> football team this year. You know, Cam Newton did get hurt. Uh, he did. For, he, uh, for a series. he was out for a series. That was and, later in the game, but even and then. then. He came back. But, but yeah, he, he wasn't uh, the normal, you know, if, it's, if there's nothing there, he didn't take off and run like he normally does. So. Yeah. And, and on that two-point conversion, I mean, he had all day apparently, to try and find somebody. And, I haven't looked at the play since we watched the game, but apparently he had a wide-open guy, and he missed him. Yeah. So – yeah, he just and, yeah, and Cam a bad Mac, throw. He's not a, a totally accurate thrower either. Mm. So I guess Detroit had that in their favor too, playing Newton. Hmm. But all right, enough all right. about our Lions. We yep. sure people are like, yeah, 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 <laughs> get on to our team. Yeah. Well, all right, well we will move on, and we're going to move on to the final rookie quarterback from the first round of last year's draft class, getting the start against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, that would be Lamar Jackson, former Heisman Trophy winner for Louisville. For Louisville, playing with the Baltimore Ravens. And getting his first career win with his first career start, a fantastic job. The Ravens won 24-21. Lamar Jackson with the second most rushing yards by a rookie quarterback since? 2005? 1970. We're real close on that one again. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, he had 117 rush yards during the game. I think he rushed 27 times during the game, which is a lot. Hmm. Uh, And I heard in an interview with Michael Vick, even Michael Vick's like, yeah, that's a lot. That ain't going to (laughs) last. So, 
I look forward to seeing how this Lamar Jackson develops. If he keeps keeps getting playing time in Baltimore, which it looks like he might, uh, especially with Joe Flacco's issues uh, that have been going on the last few years. Mm-hmm. Anything else from you about uh, the former Heisman winner? No, not on this game. All right. Well, moving on. The Dallas Cowboys went down to Atlanta and won that game 22-19. to This helps Dallas win their second straight game for the first time this season. <laughs> so Dallas back to 5-5 five and five on the year. Atlanta drops to 4-6, and six, dropping two straight. Uh, remember last week they lost to the Browns. So Atlanta, who I thought was starting to rise up, they were 1-4. Uh, and four. Then they got three straight wins. Now they're on a two-game losing streak. The Falcons, I can't figure that team out. But yeah. the Cowboys are another one I can't figure right, out. But yeah, they're, they're starting to trend up. And now with yep. uh, Alex Smith row. getting hurt with the Redskins, uh, I think the scales could be tipping in Dallas's favor. They're peaking at the right time, maybe. Yeah, that's going to be a big game this Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that later Cowboys on as well. Redskins, yep. uh, and a shocker, the Denver Broncos beat the Los Angeles Chargers 23-22. to uh, the Chargers have lost 12 of their last 15 games against Denver, which includes their playoff games. And this is the first home game for the Chargers in 41 days. Hmm. Uh, though technically their home game was in London mm, yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago. But this is the first time they played in their quote-unquote home stadium in 41 days. Yeah, That's a long time to go yeah, without sure playing at your home field. It's like being a, a road team or a oh, travel team. Right. And even then uh, at their stadium, apparently they're a road team because visitors – usually outweigh the home fans at that little uh, stadium they play in. Yeah. All right. The Arizona Cardinals fell to the Oakland Raiders 23-21. to Daniel Car- uh, Carlson hit the game-winning 35-yard field goal for the Raiders. Hmm. Uh, moving on, the, the best team in the league, the New Orleans Saints, just pummeled the Philadelphia Eagles 48-7. to the Saints' nine-game winning streak is the longest active streak in the NFL, and the Eagles have lost two straight since trading for Golden Tate. And they haven't really done much with Tate, which yeah. uh, su- surprises me a little bit. I thought for sure he'd be a fit in that offense. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, last week he had two catches for 19 yards with the Eagles. And this week I believe he had – okay, he had five catches for 48 yards. He had eight total targets, and he had one rush for negative eight yards. Yeah, he's not working out there in Philadelphia. I think they should cut him so Detroit can sign him back. Just my opinion. You know, the Saints lost in week one to the Buccaneers and have not lost again. Yeah, that's since. nine straight, man. That's unbelievable. That's the league-best uh, streak right now. Yep. Uh, moving on to the Sunday night game, which saw the Chicago Bears defeat their North Division rival, Minnesota Vikings, 25-20. to the Vikings running backs had a total of 17 rushing yards during that game. Wow. So how about that Bears defense? Yeah, that's uh, that scares me. And, and that's who we got this Thursday on yeah. Thanksgiving Day here in Detroit. Um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to the, to the rematch. Uh, we didn't look so good against the Bears the first right. time. Right, and the Bears are now 7-3 and three, uh, at the top of that NFC North division. Mm-hmm. And in the Monday night showdown, the game of the week, probably the game of the year. Yeah. The Los Angeles Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs duked it out in Los Angeles. The game was moved from Mexico City to L.A. on short notice. They did a lot of cool promotions, getting a lot of the uh, people who uh, were fire. Was it firefighters? Firefighters, police, um, you know, first responders, that sort of thing. They gave away a lot of tickets to this game. It looked like a packed stadium. I didn't see what the attendance was at that game, but. That Los Angeles Coliseum, it sits about seats about ninety thousand people. It looked like it was packed, totally packed. I mean, there was not—I didn't see an empty seat. They had, you know, blimp 
uh, views of the you know, aerial views of the stadium, you could not see an empty. It seat. looked like a crazy atmosphere, it and was. they got a crazy game. Oh man! And I wa. I was I not actually, able to watch the game live. I watched all the highlights this morning. Yeah, I watched the whole game. I couldn't go to sleep last night. It's every every 30 seconds, somebody was scoring a touchdown. Unbelievable. I, I'm fantastic. very jealous. I wanted to watch this game so bad, but some of us have to work early in the morning. This is one of those games, you know, uh, they always reshow these games on NFL Network, and I always think, oh, you know, I, I know the final score. Why do I want to watch that game? This is one. That if you didn't see it live, and if it comes on NFL Network, Watch the whole darn thing. It looked like it was, it was something. It else. was just bonkers from start to finish. I I caught it. Uh, it was like fourteen seven, I think, when I when I uh, started watching it because I was watching something else. But uh, yeah, this this is a game that you need to watch. Right. And we haven't even said what the final score is. Everybody's like, okay, you keep talking <laughs> about the score. What was it? The final score was Los Angeles taking the game fifty four to Kansas City's fifty one points. This is the third highest combined score in NFL history. This is the first time in NFL history that both teams have scored over 50 points. And here's a fun fact for you. There have been 14 combined touchdowns in that game. Mm -hmm. And the Buffalo Bills have only scored 13 touchdowns this season. Yeah. This is unbelievable. There's so many stats from this game. I I wrote down basically what you just read. Yeah. Uh, But it's the third highest scoring game of all time. Yeah. Um, there was a, a game back in 1966 where I think there was like a hundred and God, 115 points. I'm not sure, but, uh, yeah, th- this is like the third highest of all time. And it's the highest scoring Monday night football game ever, uh, out of 700 and what they say, 776 Monday night football games. Something this like was that. the highest scoring one ever. So yeah, this, this was a great one to watch. Uh, it lived up to the hype, uh, and, and the thing that got us, we all thought it was going to be a big shootout, but the defense for Los Angeles, there was. A couple of turnovers. I could not believe that went for scores and just turned the tide of the game a couple of times. Both teams had defensive touchdowns. Yeah, unbelievable. Whether it was you know sacking the quarterback, uh, making them fumble, fumbles, picking it up, yeah, yep. interceptions. Uh, it was just crazy, crazy, crazy all night long. And even in oh, here's another crazy uh, stat: the Chiefs' first points of the game. They were down thirteen nothing to start the game. Uh, On a four-play, 75-yard drive, Kansas City scored in just two minutes and ten seconds. This is the fastest touchdown drive of 75-plus yards or more this season. Hmm. So that's something that, like, everything was just rapid fire. And this is the first time since the merger in 1970 that the NFL's leader in pass yards and passing touchdowns, uh, Mahomes, was facing off against the leader in scrimmage yards and scrimmage touchdowns, which was Todd Gurley of the Rams. Hmm. So... Just a oh man, this just a boatload of stats to this <laughs> game, and this, I'm utterly upset that I could not watch this game live because yeah. I had a feeling this is what was going to happen. Yeah, I I knew this was going to be a great game. I mean, you, when you've got two nine and one teams, you you know you're going to get a great game. You know one team is not going to dominate the other one. It's going to be back and forth. But this exceeded my expectations a uh, hundred times. It was just such a good game. And I, I don't know, in the next day or so, we'll find out what the ratings were for this game. Oh, but yeah. it's got to be one of the it's highest be high, games yeah. right up and, there. And there's just so much like uh, this kid, uh, Tariq Hill, with his 73-yard touchdown reception in the fourth quarter. He's the wide receiver for the Chiefs. Tariq Hill became the third player in NFL history with 15 touchdowns of 50-plus yards or more. <laughs> Before turning 25 years old, <laughs> the other two, Gail Sayers and Randy Moss. Wow! So keep an eye on this yeah. kid. Anytime he, you can mention Gail Sayers, the Cam- Kansas Comet, uh, in today's uh, football uh, players, it's something else. 
Yeah, so this game is just a boatload of just NFL history, just nuggets. Yeah. And we'll probably be talking about this game for years to come. We'll be looking back like, you remember that crazy game between yeah. the Rams and the Chiefs? Yeah, well, they'll, they'll, they'll probably be replaying this game on NFL Network. Oh, they, Not just today, but in the weeks to come, well, they'll, they'll keep referring back to it. I bet you even ESPN will rerun it. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. You know, they've, they've got a thing called NFL's Greatest Games, you know. And when I whenever I see that title on NFL Network, I'm thinking, oh, is this a game from the, the 60s or the 50s or whatever? And it's a game from two years ago. This really is going to be one of the greatest games yeah. uh, that NFL Network. Well, I'm glad show. you at least got to see it. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I wasn't expecting to stay up for the whole game. I, normally, I go to bed at halftime, but you could just tell uh, th- these two teams were were very evenly matched. They went into halftime they both twenty-three this apiece. Game really bad. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right, we're going to move on to some NFL news and notes. All right, uh, former Browns head coach Hugh Jackson uh, was fired uh, or hired by Cincinnati. <laughs> I wrote down fired. I mean, I meant to say hired. Uh, hired by Cincinnati. He's working with the defense. Uh, what are you doing drinking out of my cup? That's, Sorry. That's Mountain I just, Dew. I, ugh. <laughs> I thought it was water. No, it's, di- it was communal it's water. Diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> kind of flat, too. So <laughs> I'm just trying to wet my whistle. I'll teach you to drink out of my oh, cup. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, he's, he's hired by Cincinnati. He's working with the defense, but they weren't real specific on what his job is with the defense. It's not like he's the defensive coordinator, but he's a defensive assistant somehow. Uh, and the ironic thing here is that the Bengals are going to host the Browns next Saturday. Saturday? You mean Sunday? Um, must be Sunday. Yeah. Well, God, yeah. I don't Saturday. Yeah, so they're going to be okay. hosting them next Sunday. So right. we're thinking it's a strategic move to get some insight on the hot Cleveland yeah, Browns They normally team. do that with a player, but not a coach. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think you really need to scout too much on the Browns to figure out what they're doing. So I don't know. And then there was another crazy story about uh, how the Browns were talking about hiring Condoleezza Rice, the former Secretary oh, of is, State. I think this is just publicity. And well, I know I didn't. You headline know, bull crap. You, you see one where it says, uh, you know, oh, they're talking about it, or or they want to interview her, and then you see another story that says, you know, that that's totally false. We never did that. But I think it was Adam Schefter that that put it out there. So I thought, well, maybe there's got to be something to it. There's somebody has said something. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so that's why I just threw it out there. But, I mean, I know she was part of the um, uh, the college football playoff committee. Yeah, p- college Apparently football Apparently she's a big football oh, fan. Oh, sure, sure. And, you know, she obviously served it's as Secretary be, of State. It's one thing to be a fan or be a very knowledgeable person about football, but to jump into a head coach when you've never been a head coach before, I don't right, know. Right, she was, was sec- just, uh, Secretary uh, of State, am I right? Or am yes, I, okay, yes. Just making sure. But it's just, just a crazy story that, that her name has been thrown around as a possible head coaching candidate. All right, um, I didn't catch the, this player's name, but you remember the Kansas City player that jumped into the stands? And, yeah, and what, what did come, he get fined? Nothing. What? He got nothing. After for, we had for two that. players last week we talked about yeah. get fined for 10, a cell 000. phone yep. and the other one for dancing on the Dallas yep. Star. 10000 for one, 30000 for the other. This guy gets nothing uh, for his uh, touchdown celebration where he commandeered the video camera on the sideline and started taking his own picture. Unbelievable. The, the NFL is so inconsistent with these <laughs> punishments and yeah. fines. Yeah. And uh, uh, also, word came out this week that the NFL said that they are going to return to Mexico City next year for a game uh, during the 2019 season. Not, there weren't too any details about it, but evidently they, they want to go back. And I bet you Detroit will play in it. I'm going to say that right now. I don't know why, <laughs> but I think Detroit's probably going to end up playing in it. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, moving on to some college news. Uh, week 12, 
Uh, there was no change in the top ten. Did they from do the, the before. B, uh, college football playoff stuff early this week? No. Is that still tonight? That's still tonight. Okay. Yeah, uh, as far as I know. But in last week's game, uh, number one Alabama beat uh, the Citadel, which was an F- SCS team, FCS team. Um, and this game was tied at 10-10 to in halftime. And I think Alabama was just toying with them. Probably. You know, they need some practice. He's got everybody talking about it and people, oh, oh wow, look, look how well the Citadel's doing. And then come out in the second half and, and uh, score 40 points uh, to win the game 50-17. to 17. So, you know, I don't think that uh, Alabama was really putting their best effort in the first half. They were just uh, keeping the game close to keep it interesting, I think. <laughs> but, man, uh, to – to have a 10-10 tie, uh, that, that's all that the media was talking about at halftime of that game. And then uh, number two, Clemson uh, beat Duke 35-6. to Number three, Notre Dame over number 12, Syracuse 36-3. to uh, They were lucky to get a field goal at the end to, to keep from getting shut out in that game. Uh, and that was played at Yankee Stadium. Uh, and it was part of something called the Shamrock Series. I'm not yeah. sure exactly what that don't is. Don't know, but. don't care. Those uh, ugly uniforms they ended up wearing. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure that we'll was, talk about later. Yeah, yeah, that's on my list this week of, of bad uniforms. And then uh, running out the uh, the four playoff teams, number four, Michigan over Indiana, 31-20. to 20. So I don't think you're going to see much of a change uh, I, in, the, in the top four this week. I, we we were talking about this tonight. because, you know, Michigan didn't look great against Indiana. Indiana played Michigan very tough. But – you know, is the committee going to fault Michigan for that or because, hey, they still got the win. Uh, they're still clearly one of the best teams in the country. Is that going to just, you know, there will be no change. Like, hey, as long as they keep winning, they're going to stay in there. Well, I looked at the at the five and six teams, and I don't remember. I think it's Georgia. Uh, yeah, and, uh, I don't remember Oklahoma. what the scores were, but it's not like anybody blew anybody out. So I don't I don't think you're going to see any movement uh, out of the top four. I don't four. think so either, yeah. I, th- I think right now this this is the set playoff until one of these teams loses. Yeah. I think that is uh, what's going to happen going forward. And uh, we got a big game this weekend but for Michigan. So. Yeah, we'll know more after the Michigan-Ohio State game. You might see some movement there depending on – Because who knows what kind of shake. One. That would just – oh, could even open the door for Ohio State to get into the college football playoff if Michigan loses. Yeah, I think out of the top ten teams from last week, only one of them lost. I think that was num- the number nine team. Yeah, which we're about to talk about. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, West Virginia. Okay. Uh, in upsets and other scores, Oklahoma State over number nine, West Virginia, 45-41. to 41. And in another upset, it was Florida State over number 20, Boston College, 22-21. to 21. A real squeaker there. Some other scores, uh, Iowa over Illinois, 63 to nothing. Auburn over Liberty, 53 to nothing. And Wisconsin over Purdue, 47-44 to 44 in three overtimes. Dang. The uh, Stanford at California game was postponed until December 1st due to poor air quality brought on by those wildfires that are still going on yeah. up there in the uh, middle part of California. That's uh, that's too bad. God, see the whole town's wiped out by the, the fires out there. People just lost everything. A lot of people are missing up there. Just a really, really bad story. Locally, uh, Tuesday night for the second week in a row, Western Michigan is going to be playing on uh, national television tonight. They're they're going to be uh, taking on uh, Northern Illinois. But last week, uh, they took on Ball State, and uh, they lost 42-41. Uh, and here's another one of those two-point conversion plays. Western Michigan went for two points um, in the overtime period to win the game, and it failed. The, the game was tied 35-35 at the end of regulation. They both scored touchdowns in their, in their uh, overtime period. And Western decided, uh, no, we're not going to kick a field goal and go to another overtime. We're going to 
go for two, and it did not work out, and they lost the game. So, yeah, I I did not agree with that call at the time. And, and like I said, there were three games. We'll mention the other one here in a minute. But it just I, – I just think they should – at least in the first overtime in college, you should go to another overtime. You don't know what's going to happen. Sure, I mean, if you win, it's great, but uh, – it just it didn't work out three different times this la- last week, so I'm I'm not in favor of that sort of thing. Uh, moving on to the F- FCS, the 138th, oh, I'm sorry, 135th Harvard Yale game was played at Fenway Park in Boston. Harvard wins 45-27. This was the first neutral site game for these two. They always play at either Harvard and Yale. It's the first neutral site game since 1894. Dang. That game was known as the Springfield Massacre. Uh, it was such a bloody affair. I mean, th- 1894, there were no leather helmets. There were no nothing. It was just, it was like a big fist fight. Yeah. And uh, broken noses, broken legs, uh, bloody noses. Just, it was, it was so horrific that um, – uh, the two schools decided they weren't going to play each other for a couple of years. So it was like three years later they actually re- returned to the series between Harvard and Yale because of this game and just how vicious it was. Uh, and they haven't had a, a, a neutral site game since then. But in that game, there were over 1,000 yards of offense between the two teams. This was a real you know, offensive explosion too. Uh, Yale now leads the series uh, 67 wins, 60 losses, and 8 ties. Um, and Harvard had a touchdown called back by a taunting penalty from running back Devin Darrington where he flipped the bird to a defender on about the 10-yard line uh, as he's running into so the end zone. Did you see that? I, I didn't see I that. I posted the uh, We talked the video. about it the other day. It was dumb. It was totally uncalled for. And, uh, I mean, they were way ahead at the time. This was way late in the game. This was supposed to be some of the smartest kids in the country, <laughs> yeah. and that's yeah. dumb. Yeah, so they, they took that uh, touchdown off the board and uh, set them back. And I think uh, they went down the field and scored a field goal after that anyway. But, man, that was just uh, – Totally uncalled for. And in another long-running college football series, the 154th Lehigh-Lafayette game was played. It's the longest rivalry in all of college football. The Lehigh Mountain Hawks defeated the Lafayette Leopards 34-3, and Lafayette now leads that series uh, with 78 wins to 71 losses and five ties. Continuing with the FCS, Kennesaw State over Jacksonville State, 60-52 to in five overtimes. This game was tied 24-24 at the end of regulation. And then in those overtime periods, uh, Kennesaw State scored 36 points and Jacksonville State scored 28 points. What a game that must have been down there. It was just looking at those stats was incredible. But five overtimes for Kennesaw State and Jacksonville State. All right, moving on to the Division Two playoffs. Oh, real quick, you mentioned uh, another game about going going for two. What game was that? Have that was uh, well, I guess I didn't write it down here. The Ohio State game, you're yeah, about? the Ohio okay. State Maryland game. I was yeah. wondering. So, so yeah, they the same thing. Maryland uh, had a chance to win it, and they went for two in overtime, and uh, they didn't make it. So between Western Michigan, Maryland, and um, Maryland, yeah, Maryland, Maryland, Western, and Carolina. Yeah, and, and the Carolina Panthers, okay. those three games. All three of them decided to go for two points uh, either in overtime or at the end of regulation, and they all failed. So I don't see why they all just didn't kick an extra point and, and call it good. Play for the, yeah, and, not, and not just, just keep play going. for a tie, but, hey, you maybe could even pull out a win. Right, yeah. That's, three times it failed this week, so that's, I'm not in favor of that. 
All right, moving on to the Division Two playoffs. Uh, let's see. There's oh boy. Here. Okay. Uh, um, number one ranked uh, Notre Dame of Ohio, eleven and zero. They're going to be taking on Hillsdale College fr- from here in Michigan this week. Um, Slippery Rock, they're still in the playoffs. That's the team that when you go to a Michigan game, they always mention the Slippery Rock score. Um, Valdo- Is there a particular reason for that? I'm not sure how that all started. Um, I smell a history lesson. <laughs> well, uh, you you could be right. Uh, I just know that whenever you go to a Michigan game, they always mention scores from you know around the, the Big Ten or uh, whatever, but they always mention Slippery Rock, and it gets a huge... Uh, huge cheer from the crowd, especially if Slippery Rock is winning. Um, in another uh, region, uh, Val- number one Valdosta State at ten and zero, they're going to be taking on Bowie State next week. Uh, number one ranked, oh god, I had trouble with this last week. Uh, Owachita, Baptist. Yeah, we'll go with that. They're eleven and zero, and they're going to be taking on University of Indianapolis. And then uh, in the Last region, the number one ranked Minnesota State at 11-0. and 0, They're going to be taking on Colorado State Pueblo. And uh, finally, uh, Tarleton State is going to be taking on Texas A&M uh, Commerce. And uh, Texas A&M, they are the defending national champions. So they've made it back to the second round for another year. So we'll see if they can repeat as national champions in Division Two. All right, moving on to Division Three. Let's see. Uh, we got uh, Mary Harden Baylor. Uh, that's a ten and O team. They're going to be taking on Barry this week. Uh, St. John's at ten and O. Uh, they're going to be taking on Whitworth, and uh, those are two undefeated teams. There's actually a total of five undefeated teams in Division Three in the playoffs right now. Mount Union, the, the perennial uh, favorite to win the Division Three every year, they're going to be taking on uh, Center. Hmm. Okay, but they beat. Um, uh, Denison last week, 60 to nothing in the first round of the playoffs. And then you've got Brockport. They're 10-0. and 0. They're going to be taking on Rensselaer. And finally, uh, Frostburg State, another uh, 9-0 and 0 team. They are going to be taking on John Hopkins, Johns Hopkins in the playoffs. So, yeah, five undefeated teams still going on in the second round of the Division Three playoffs. And then finally, in the NAIA playoffs, uh, you have uh, two undefeated teams there. Uh, they only have 16 teams in their uh, uh, playoff system, so um, half of them were eliminated last week. So this week, you've got St. Xavier from Illinois against Morningside from Iowa. Um, they're 12-0, and 0, Morningside is. Uh, Dickinson State from North Dakota is going to be taking on Kansas Wesleyan. They're 12-0. and 0. Concordia from Michigan, they're over by Ann Arbor. They're going to be taking on Benedictine from Kansas. And finally, Baker from Kansas is going to be taking on St. Francis from Indiana. They're from Fort Wayne. And uh, St. Francis is the defending national champions there. So they've won the last two. Could St. Francis win a third straight national championship? Uh, time will tell. We'll know in a few weeks. So that's it from the Division Two, Division Three, and the NAIA playoffs. Moving on down to the National Junior College playoffs. Actually, not playoffs. They, they have a series of bowl games. But our favorite team, n- uh, number nine, uh, Snow College from Ephraim, Utah. Uh, they w- are going to play Iowa Western in the featured game of the Graphics Edge Bowl in Cedar Falls, Iowa on Sunday, December 2nd. 
it's interesting this graphic edge bowl they always have two games they have a uh, a feature game and then a game before that one and uh, so uh, snow college is going to be in that that's i i sent you a message the other day that's only a six hour drive from here oh boy right on the other side of chicago you know into iowa uh it's playing in a dome stadium <laughs> i don't know what the weather's going to be like but it, they're so close and i haven't seen snow college play in don't person, put me so. don't put me on the spot on the air yeah come on now. <laughs> but that's uh, something that did run through my mind and then for the uh, national championship in the National Junior College Athletic Association, it's going to be East Mississippi against Garden City on November 29th. And you re may remember East Mississippi. They're the, the school that was featured in the Netflix show Last Chance U the first two seasons. So they're back for another national championship try. Um, the two years that they were uh, on Last Chance U, they did not win a national championship. But since then, they won one and could possibly win another one this year. And they'd won two or three or four before that. So uh, good thing they got rid of the cameras down there and, and they're back in the national championship hunt. All right, in other college football news, Division Three Earlham College has canceled their 2019 season after losing their 53rd straight game. Wow. Their last win was in October of 2013. Uh, it's not the longest winning streak in, in college football. That is uh, held by FCS Prairie View A&M. They lost or 80 straight games between 1989 and 1998. So, yeah, they're just they're they're saying that they just aren't competitive right now. So I think they're going to shut down for at least one season. They might come back uh, in a year or so, or they might just be done altogether. Uh, too soon to tell. But they uh, will not be fielding a team in 2019. And uh, you brought this to my attention. Uh, Army is ranked in the top 25 in the Associated Press poll for the first time since 1996, so go Army. <clears throat> All right, moving up to Canada. We now, who's, we now know who's going to be playing in the Vanier Cup this year. Uh, they had two bowl games up there to decide who was going to the finals. In the Mitchell Bowl, it was the Western Mustangs over the Saskatchewan Huskies, 47-24. to And in the UTEC Bowl, it was the Laval Rougeor over St. Francis Xavier, the X-Men, 63 to nothing. Wow. So uh, that sets up a rematch of last year's Vanier Cup for the national championship up there in Canada, Laval versus Western. Uh, last year, Western came out on top, 39 to 17. So can they make it two in a row, or will Laval get back up on top? Laval has won so many uh, national championships up there. And it's, it's played in Quebec City, and I think that is, uh, I think Laval is, it might be in their home stadium. Um, but either way, it's a rematch of last year, so we will know um, uh, this weekend, November 24th, uh, this Saturday, who the college football national champion is up in Canada. All right, so let's move on to the big leagues up in Canada, the CFL playoffs. There was some exciting games last weekend. Take it away, Adam. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Wake up. Well, I was getting some other stuff prepared for later okay. on in the show. Okay. I'm not over here doing nothing while you're rambling on. You hate it when I drone on, so. You do drone on quite a bit. Anyway, in the East Finals of the CFL playoffs, the Ottawa Red Blacks just hammered the Hamilton Tiger Cats 46-27. to Ottawa quarterback Trevor Harris threw for six touchdown passes, which is a CFL playoff record. Uh, the last great cup for Hamilton uh, was in 1999. So, sorry, Tight Cats. Looks like you're going to have to wait another 
year. Yeah, every other team in the CFL, even the expansion Red Blacks, has won a Grey Cup yeah, since. And they're going back again for another yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, every other team has uh, been there. Uh, yep. Your notes are written weird. Ends. I know it. Way to go. You <laughs> failed. Uh, in the West Finals, the Calgary Stampeders won a close game against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, 22-14. to uh, Winnipeg uh, kicker Justin Medlock kicked a CFL playoff record 57-yard field goal. Uh, unfortunately, uh, didn't help the Blue Bombers win. Yeah. But, hey, at least you got a playoff record, I guess, if you can't make it to the uh, Great yeah. Cup. And Calgary is going back for their third straight Great Cup appearance. Yep. So uh, the CFL has added an eighth official on the field to watch for illegal hits on quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, they added, them, that? they added they added another official just last weekend. So those two games had not seven officials but eight, and that eighth official was mainly looking at the quarterback for illegal hits and roughing the passer and, and that sort of thing. So that was really weird that they would add it just for the playoffs. And this is the second round of the playoffs, not even the first round of the playoffs. Right, yeah, very so, strange. Yeah, well, it's their league. They can do whatever they want. Well, that sets up the matchup for the 106th Grey Cup, which will take place in Edmonton next Sunday on November 25th between Ottawa and Calgary. This is Calgary's third consecutive Grey Cup, uh, which you just mentioned. Mm. And this is a rematch of the 2016 Grey Cup game. Yeah, it's their third appearance, but they haven't won one yet, so... <laughs> I mean, out of these last three, they, they've lost uh, uh, the last three of them. So they, they lost to Calgary two years ago, and they lost to Toronto last year in a thrilling game. That was a heck of a Grey Cup game last year. So we will see. So uh, what about those uniforms this past week? Let's uh, move on over to Randy's Fashion Police. Oh, well, um, the Atlanta Falcons were wearing some throwback helmets and uniforms. They were totally black, and uh, I like the old logo. Yeah. But I wish they would have had the red helmet, not the black helmet, um, yeah. for their early years. I, I don't know. I, I I've always remembered them with the black helmet, but yeah. uh, I know you remember the black, uh, the red helmet. Yeah, that's more of the Deion Sanders days. Uh, the helmet they were wearing, but uh, would have been nicer if they'd have worn uh, the red helmets. But I do like that old old style uh, original logo. Uh, the bad uniforms, the uh, Yank, the New York Yankees uh, imitation uniforms for the Notre Dame team. Yeah, not great. Awful. Yeah. I mean, had it been another team going to New York, you know, if it had been, I don't know, uh, Nebraska or somebody else like that, that doesn't have an iconic uniform like uh, Notre Dame, I would not have been quite as upset with it. Because it wasn't a bad-looking uniform, but the fact that it was Notre Dame just rubbed me the wrong way. Adding the Yankees pinstripes to it. Yeah, totally unnecessary. Get out of here. Uh, And then uh, those Rams uniforms. The the great Monday night game last night, to me, was kind of ruined because the Rams were wearing those ugly, all-yellow uniforms, head to toe. I hated that. I I, I guess I didn't mind those ones as much. (laughs) All right. Um, uh, I guess you got some more CFL news. Sorry to jump the gun on that one. It's just you you placed your... Fashion police in such a weird spot on your stinking rundown. I swear you just don't know well, okay, what you're doing you, half the time. You do this rundown next week then. If I had the time, <laughs> but I don't. Uh, a new Grey Cup, Grey Cup mascot was unveiled last week. Did you see this? Oh, uh, my God. You, you've messaged me about it. I've seen it. I looked at okay, it. So Stop bugging me about it. All right. The CFL has debuted a new Grey Cup mascot. Let's just get to it already. And uh, it's going to debut in Edmonton. The mascot is a beaver. And his name is Justin Beaver. <laughs> Real original, Canada. I, I, I love that. Real original. I wonder if they got with Justin Bieber and they asked him if, if it was okay if they did that. 
Who or is, cares? Or is he going to sue? I don't They're know. They're all Canadian. Who cares? <laughs> oh, come on. They're a childish country we, with, we with love Canada. monopoly money. We love Canada. I do love Canada. <laughs> I love your country so much. Yes. Oh, okay. And uh, in other news, uh, this Friday, November 23rd, Halifax uh, is going to announce the name of their expansion team. I'm surprised oh. that... Uh, they're doing it this fast. I, I'm I guess so they wanna, excited. I guess they want to do it in conjunction with the Grey Cup weekend, but uh, I thought they were going to take I more time wait. to come up with a name. I've been wanting a 10th CFL team for a long time. I, I'm going to predict that it's going to be the Atlantic Schooners. It's going to be the Schooners. They've been promising them that name yeah. for so many years. I, I personally like the Atlantic Storm better. And I like the Admirals. But uh, I think it's going to be Schooners. I, yeah. I, I think they're just going to go with what they originally uh, awarded to Halifax all those years ago. And the 2019th Grey Cup is going to be played in Calgary. So Calgary has a chance to, uh, you know, if they go back to the Grey Cup next year for a fourth year in a row, they'll be playing at home. Maybe that'll be the the, the tie that uh, turns them uh, uh, into a big winner next year. Who knows? Yep. Okay, and that is it for this week's World of Football scoreboard. Yep. Uh, I got a story that I read right before we went on to the air. Uh, you know, next Tuesday will be the uh, – Alliance of American Football's uh, quarterback draft mm. that they're doing. Okay. Or, uh, and I guess at this event, which will be broadcast uh, live on CBS Sportsnet, I think it's 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock, so mm. look out for that. Um, okay. They're going to unveil some uniforms, I believe, that night. Oh, really? I saw that uh, I by way of the uh, San Antonio Commanders Instagram feed. Mm. So I don't know if it's just the commanders are going to do their uniforms. I would imagine all the teams will unveil their uniforms yeah. at this event. That'll oh, be aired next Tuesday. I'm looking forward to that already. I, I hadn't seen that story yet. Yeah. Just so I th- thought I'd throw that out there. Cause okay. I, you know, cause I contribute so little over here. <laughs> Get yelled at for looking at my phone. <laughs> okay. Uh, the last story that I've got involves the Legends Football League, and I'm only bringing this up because... A they, league that we promised not to talk about. Well, you said that. I think we should not talk about them. Well, uh, but uh, their 2019 schedule was released. They're going to have the same eight teams next year that they had this year, so no ad, no additions, no deletions. But the f- interesting thing that I saw on their schedule is that their championship game is going to be played in Johannesburg, South Africa on September 7th. They don't have a team over there. I know they're trying to, to stretch their brand globally, and I guess it's been real popular on TV in s- South Africa, but I just thought it was strange that uh, they play all these games here in the States and then they go to South Africa for this their championship game. This league is a gimmick. Let's stop <laughs> talking about them. Hey, it's still football. Uh, we talk about all things football. At least they put on pants. I'm not, I'm not prejudiced against uh, the Legends Football League. I'm, okay. I'm prejudiced against gimmicks. <laughs> All right, uh, I, uh, we're going to get into our uh, history lesson. Uh, did you have anything else that you wanted to bring up before we get into the history well, lesson? Well, um, I don't know if we want to wait. We got a request for a shout-out. I don't know if we want to bring up that up oh. now or later. You've seen this. Uh, you just didn't put it in your rundown, you crazy old fool. <laughs> but I figured we could wait a little closer to the – Okay. After we, right before we make the weekly picks for this shout-out from a fan. Okay. Uh, but uh, I got nothing else. Okay. All right, well, but before we do uh, this week's history lesson, I do have to make a correction. Uh, in last week's history lesson, I was talking about the 1968 game between Harvard and Yale, uh, how it ended in a 29-29 tie, and I mentioned that uh, one of the famous people that played in that game was Tommy Lee Jones, the actor who uh, went on to star in uh, Men in Black, uh, and I incorrectly said that he played for Yale. He did not. He played for Harvard, so 
Uh, wow, what a big screw up to make! Come on, you do all this research, you you pre-record this before I show up. I know, and yes, still screwed up. Yep, yep. I, I don't know how I got that mixed up. Fail. Yeah, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, uh, Harvard, uh, not Yale. All right, so let's go on to this week's history lesson. And, and how are you going to uh, fail doing this? What are you going to mess I, up? I don't know. I pre-recorded this, so hopefully it's all set. But um, uh, it it has to do with the uh, NFL and the CFL. The history of NFL versus CFL exhibition games. Believe it or not, between 1950 and 1961, the NFL and the CFL met on the gridiron seven times in exhibition games. All the games were played in Canada due to the fact that the CFL field is bigger than the NFL field. The field in the CFL is 110 yards long with 20-yard end zones and is also 12 yards wider than an NFL field. The games were played by American rules during one half of the game, meaning there were 11 players on each team with four downs to make a first down, and by Canadian rules in the other half, using 12 players on each team and three downs to make a first down. The first NFL-CFL exhibition game took place on August 12, 1950. The New York Giants defeated the Ottawa Rough Riders 27-6. The following year, on August 11, 1951, the New York Giants returned for a rematch, this time defeating the Rough Riders 41-18. It would be eight years before the two leagues would meet again for a game, and on August 5, 1959, the Chicago Cardinals traveled north to take on the Toronto Argonauts. The final score was Cardinals 55, Argos 26. The following year, on August 3, 1960, the Pittsburgh Steelers, led by quarterback Bobby Lane, defeated the Toronto Argonauts by the score of 43-16. Finally, in 1961, there were a total of three exhibition games played between the CFL and NFL. On August 2nd, the St. Louis Cardinals defeated the Argonauts 36-7, and on August 5th, the Chicago Bears defeated the Montreal Alouettes 34-16. In the final NFL-CFL exhibition game, which was played on August 8th, the Hamilton Tiger Cats defeated the Buffalo Bills 38-12. In all, the NFL holds a 6-1 advantage in the seven-game series. It has been 57 years since the NFL and CFL have met on the field. Will the two leagues ever meet on the gridiron again? Probably not, but it sure would be fun to see. I would certainly love to see it. That's for dang sure. Yeah, I, with all the big money for players nowadays, they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't risk uh, an exhibition game. Yeah, unfortunately, man, I'd love it though. Yeah. I'd love to see an NFL and CFL see, two like games. The Lions against the Tiger Cats in Hamilton. Something like that. I'd love to see, you know, one game happen in an NFL stadium with NFL rules and one happen in a CFL stadium with mm. CFL rules. I think that'd be a lot of fun. A two, yeah. you know, do a fun exhibition weekend. Uh, you know, one game you know, in the mid-afternoon, one in the evening, I think yeah. it'd be a lot of fun. Well, they used to have uh, the Buffalo Bills going up to Toronto for uh, um, a preseason game. Right. I mean, it was, they were playing American, uh, playing another NFL team, but it was right. in Toronto. And I even that, I, I would have loved to have gone to see a, a game at the, the Sky Dome or the, no, uh, the Rogers Center. The Rogers Center, yeah, to, to see, you know, like Detroit and Buffalo or, or somebody like that. Uh, they, and they even had an international bowl in college uh, that uh, Western played in uh, one time. It only lasted like two or three years, but that was played at the Rogers Center also. So, all right, all right moving on. 
Upcoming events. Boy, this is going to be one heck of a weekend coming Jam-packed up. Jam-packed football weekend. we got a game every night. It starts tonight with uh, Western Michigan uh, in about uh, an hour, uh, taking on Northern Illinois right here in town. And then you know, you're going to have uh, uh, Thursday is going to be you know NFL action and some college games. And then you've got Friday. Uh, I don't know about uh, other states, but in Michigan, this weekend is the – uh, high school football playoffs, uh, the championship games. So there's going to be eight games over two days at Ford Field following, you know, yeah. like on Friday and Saturday. So it's just uh, – then you've got Michigan State or Michigan and Ohio State, Ohio State on Saturday. You've got uh, more NFL games on Sunday. you got Monday night. It's This weekend is just jam-packed. But um, in our official upcoming events calendar, excuse me, we've got the uh, – 54th Vanier Cup on uh, November 24th. That's Saturday. That's the Canadian College Football National Championship game in Quebec City. And that's going to be a rematch with Laval and Western. And then on the following day, the 106th Grey Cup this coming Sunday in Edmonton. Uh, That's going to be between Ottawa and Calgary. Calgary in their third Grey Cup looking to win one. Uh, They've lost the last two. Then on November 29th, the National Junior College Athletic Association National Championship game, Eastern Mississippi against Garden City. That game is actually going to be on CBS Sportsnet. Uh, I don't know if they've been on national TV before for their title game, but uh, I will definitely want to check that out. And then uh, November 30th, we have the MAC and the Pac-12 Conference Championship games being played. And December 1st, we have eight other conference championship games. Uh, the Big Ten, the ACC, the Big Twelve, the Ace. Uh, I got the ACC twice on there. Is that? Oh, I think it says the AAC, uh, the SEC Conference USA, the Sun Belt, and the American Conference. Man, there's just a uh, big weekend coming up for. Uh, oh yeah, uh, we call it Championship Weekend. Yep, yep. So uh, that's it for our upcoming events. All right, and before we get over to our weekly pick segment, which is sweeping the nation, <laughs> which I am doing awesome at, and have considered. Uh, quitting my job and becoming a professional football better. Yeah, think, uh, think again, son. Well, wait till you hear my picks. Mm. But uh, we have decided, or not decided, but we have gotten a request for a shout-out this week on the podcast. Uh, Nicholas, and I, I apologize in advance if I butcher your name, good sir. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas Sarabia. Uh, how would you pronounce his name? Uh, uh, that's how I feel like I would. Sarabia. Sarabia? All right. Nicholas Sarabia who uh, sent us a thing on Twitter. He's got a nice picture there, and his message is, can I get a shout-out on the next pod for this week's hashtag big bone game between Lincoln High School and San Jose High, the two oldest schools in San Jose, California. Uh, They began play in 1943 every year on Thanksgiving. Hmm. Only high schools to play on the West Coast. Hmm. Go Bulldogs. So... Hey, go Bulldogs. Good luck. Uh, hopefully it's a great game. Yeah, I've never a, heard of a high school team playing on Thanksgiving before. Yeah, and that, that uh, Big Bone trophy, he had a nice picture of that too. I guess that goes yeah. between the, the winners of the, the game, gets to keep the trophy for a year, and uh, uh, it's really nice. Uh, high school football is very important, and to be playing on Thanksgiving Day, like I said, here in the state of Michigan, our uh, state championship games are the Friday and Saturday after um, the uh, Thanksgiving Day holiday. So uh, yes, uh, uh, go go Bulldogs! Or who were the two teams? The uh, they didn't give it a nickname, oh. uh, but the but teams are the Lincoln High S- or Lincoln High School and San Jose High. Okay. Uh, I assume uh, the Bulldogs uh, is his team. I'm not <laughs> sure which mascot is which, but yeah. 
Maybe the they're both bulldog. game, though. Yeah. Maybe they're both called the Bulldogs. Could be. Who knows? Wouldn't Could that be. be something? Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to look that up. But uh, yeah, let us uh, let us know how that game comes out. We'll uh, we'll see if we can find that uh, on the internet ourselves. But uh, yeah, let us know uh, uh, who wins and what the final score was, and we'll uh, we'll mention that. Okay, uh, now we're gonna move on to our uh, NFL picks. Uh, a little review of last week. Uh, Adam, you went nine and four last week. Yeah, finally, picks. well, got to turn around. <laughs> And you still didn't get into double digits, but uh, and I was right behind you with the seven and six record. So overall, uh, in uh, all of our picks so far, uh, you are uh, one hundred and four correct and fifty four uh, incorrect. That's the sixty seven incorrect. Yeah, a sixty five percent average. Yep, sixty five percent. I'm pretty dang good. Well, this is, we're not doing the point spread, so uh, if you include the point spread in that, you may not be doing so well because that's. That was invented by the uh, casinos and the bookies to uh, That'll put, be next put things year. We're, in We're going to dip our toe into that yeah, next year. No, I don't want to do that. But uh, I'm at 92 and 69 for a 57% uh, correct percentage on my picks. So let's get into this week's picks. Do you have uh, the list in front of you? Oh, yeah. I, I got it all right here. And uh, okay. I get to start off this week since okay. you started off last week. All right. Let's do it. All right, the first game of the week is the noon Thanksgiving Day kickoff, the traditional Lions Thanksgiving Day game that we will be uh, watching with bated breath to see how bad the Bears beat us because uh, that's what I think is going to happen. The Chicago Bears, we're going to come in Detroit and ruin our Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, probably something fierce. Boy, you know, uh, I I kind of went out on a limb and picked Detroit last yeah, it week. It worked out for you last and week. And it did work out, and I, I do feel that Detroit is going to play much better at home on Thanksgiving Day, but uh, in the end, I think Chicago is going to take that game, unfortunately. Um, love to see Detroit win two in a row and kind of – I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year, but it sure would be nice to, to see them uh, win a game on Thanksgiving Day. So, uh, yeah, I guess we're both going to take Chicago in that yeah. game. Uh, the next game, the uh, 4 o'clock or the well, 3 o'clock, I think, kickoff. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Washington Redskins. You go first. Uh, I'm going to have to take uh, Dallas on this one uh, with Washington's starting quarterback being out. Um, don't know how their backup's going to play. Could have a great game, but uh, on paper, I'm going to pick Dallas on that one. Yeah, Dallas at home, uh, they're getting a Looking a lot better than they were. Uh, and now that the Redskins have lost Alex Smith, yeah, I, I see the Cowboys probably taking this one. Yeah. Okay. All right. And in the third game of the night, the Atlanta Falcons travel to New Orleans to play the red-hot New Orleans Saints. And uh, Falcons, I, you better not win this because I'm picking <laughs> the Saints. I keep picking the Falcons, and they keep disappointing me. So yeah. they better not ruin my Saints. Yeah. I'm picking the Saints. Yeah, Saints, Saints all the way for me. They're uh, they're kind of playing on a short week, but uh, I still think uh, being at home, they're gonna they're gonna come out on on top of that game. So, yep, we're gonna both pick New Orleans on that one. All right, and now back to the normal Sunday slate of games. The San Francisco 49ers travel to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. Who do you got? Ooh boy, uh, another loser bowl this week. Uh, two and eight, San Francisco, and three and seven Tampa. Um, boy, do I want to go with the home team? Just because uh, San Francisco has got to fly all the way across the country to, to play a game. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay on that one. All right. Well, this is a coin coin flip kind yeah, of game it for is. me. It is. Uh, I, I, I feel like the 49ers. I'm going to take the Niners. Uh, I know it's not great for a West Coast team to go to the East Coast. Right. Uh, 
but I just feel like the Niners got a little bit better of a team than the Buccaneers right now. You don't. I can see that. They're flipping back and forth between those two quarterbacks. I just I see the Niners taking this one. Okay. All right, the next game, the New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, I might surprise you with who I'm going to pick, but I'm going to take the Giants. I think the Eagles are starting to slip. Yeah, I kind of am in agreement with you. Philadelphia has, has not looked real good against the uh, Anybody since the Golden Tate trade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anybody yeah. all season. Um, uh, I see you're going Giants. Do I want to go opposite of you? I think I'm going to go Giants, too. Yeah, Philadelphia, even though they're at home. Uh, you know what? No, I'm going to go with Philadelphia. <laughs> All right. Randy with the <laughs> Eagles. All right. You got the Giants. Yep. All right. All right. Moving on, the New England Patriots travel to New York to play the Jets in an NFC, NFC, AFC East matchup. Who do you got? Uh, what game is this? The Patriots at the Jets. Patriots at the Jets. Oh, Patriots all the way. Okay, yeah, I guess that was easy <laughs> once you figure out who the heck was playing. Uh, I, too, am going with the Patriots after that uh, hard loss to uh, Tennessee a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that was uh, that was unusual that they would lose yeah. that game, but I think they rebound. Yep. All right, now this one's going to be a tough one for me to pick. The Cleveland Browns traveling to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals have hit a few games sly. They haven't looked great in recent weeks, but I feel like they bounced back against Cleveland, and Cleveland's going to – Figure out a way to screw this one up. You're going Cincinnati. Yep. You know, just to be different, I'm going to take Cleveland in that one. All right. I'm, this is another coin flip game. Like, <laughs> yeah, it honestly. is. It is. You, you would have to give it to uh, to Cincinnati being the home team. The crowd's going to be behind them. But uh, it, it could be a coin, fl- a coin yeah. flip. All right. The Seattle Seahawks travel to Carolina, another West Coast to East Coast game, hmm. to play the Panthers. The Panthers who have lost two straight games. Who you got? I'm going to go with Seattle in that one. Uh, from what I saw of Carolina, I'm not impressed. Um, I, th- I think Seattle has more to, to fight for. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I just think the, the Seahawks uh, are starting to kind of figure things out, and they've been looking really good the last several weeks. So, yep, Seahawks for that one. Okay. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Buffalo to play the Bills. And uh, I know the Bills bit me last time, but I'm – I'm going to take the Bills again. I <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm not as confident in the Jaguars as I was to start the season. And despite the Jaguars, you know, they blew a 16-point lead last week. Uh, Buffalo at home. It's warm we- or a warm-weather team traveling to a cold weather. Mm-hmm. I might have to take the Bills. I'm taking the I'm taking Buffalo. I, I agree. Uh, I think the, the weather is going to be a factor in this game. Uh, I think on paper, they're, you know, they're both 3-7 and seven teams. It, this is another coin toss game, and I think the weather is going to be the difference. So I'm going with Buffalo also. All right. Uh, the Raiders traveling to Baltimore, another west to east coast, uh, to play the Ravens. Who do you got? I'm going to go with Baltimore on that one. Uh, they're at home. they got the better record. And uh, Oakland, while they did surprise me by beating a, a bad Arizona team last week, um, they're, they're a team in turmoil, so I'm going Baltimore. Yeah, I'm going Ravens all the way. I think Lamar Jackson will have another uh, – Great game. I'm probably run for quite a bit again. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals traveling to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. And uh, I'm sorry, Los Angeles Chargers all the way. <laughs> yeah. Yep, Chargers. I agree. Um, 
All right, then we're going to go to the Mile High City where the Pittsburgh Steelers are traveling to play the Denver Broncos. You get to pick this one first. Ooh, Pittsburgh at Denver? Uh, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh on that one. You know, I think I'm going to go Denver. Really? Uh, I think well, the Steelers are a real good team, but I just feel like the Broncos got that real close win against the Chargers last week. Hmm. I don't know what Broncos team's going to show up, but it's in in Denver. I, I just don't know. I feel like they'd come out and play the Steelers tough. I'm going to go Broncos. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to surprise myself a little bit with that one. Okay, sounds good. All right, the Miami Dolphins traveling to Indianapolis to play the Colts. And I like these red-hot Colts. I'm not going to lie. I'm taking them. Well, to me, that this is another coin flip game. But I, I kind of agree with you. I think uh, being at home and, and playing well, um, Indianapolis, my pick. All right. And in the Sunday night game, the Green Bay Packers travel to NFC North rival Minnesota to play the Vikings. Who do you got? Wow. Um, it's it's hard to to pick against Green Bay on uh, prime time, but I think I'm going to go with Minnesota in that game. Yeah, I really want to go Vikings. I feel like the Vikings would take that game. But I'm going to oh – boy, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm going to take the Packers. Wow. Uh, I'm going to ride my Aaron Rodgers money. He got embarrassed on national TV last week. I don't know if he does it two weeks in a row. <laughs> and then finally, the Monday night game, the Tennessee Titans traveling to Houston to play the Texans. Uh, I'm going Texans. They've won since going 0 three. They've won seven straight games and I'm going to ride the hot hand. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Houston all the way in that one. All right, so that's that's all the games. There are two teams that are on bye week yep. this week. Can you guess who they are? Oh, I had them. It was uh, – <laughs> you might as well tell me. The that. two teams that just played last night, uh, the Rams and Kansas City. Oh. I think they scheduled this in because they were going to be in Mexico City, so they right. were giving them you – know, I think that's the way they do it. If, if you go to London, if you, you get play a bye week. an international week. game. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, Makes sense. So they both have a bye week. And this is the last bye week of the season, so uh, only 15 games this week. So after this um, – you're going to be uh, having 16 games each week. No more buys after this week. All right. That's it for the picks. Anything else before we bring this show to a close? No, we got the shout-out in. Uh, I think uh, we're all good. Okay. All right. Well, if you learned something from this week's show, then we've done our job. Visit our website at theworldoffootball.com for news, links, upcoming events, and more. Our email address is info at theworldoffootball.com. You can also like the World of Football on Facebook at TWOF Kalamazoo, where we post a lot of unique stories and pictures, as well as highlights from all over the world of football. You can also follow us on Twitter. The address there is at TWOF Kalamazoo. New episodes of this podcast are posted every Tuesday and are available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. So please subscribe, rate, review, let us know what you think. Back to you. All right, join us again next week when we'll review all the happenings in the world of football. Until then, I'm Randy Snow. Have a, a fun, safe Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, hopefully you won't have to travel too far to Granny's house for uh, family dinner, but uh, be safe on the roads out there or in the airports, wherever you're going, and uh, we'll see you all here back next week. Hopefully, yeah, and if you're going to that Lions game, uh, if you're going to get liquored up, because I know it's going to be a tough game to watch, uh, <laughs> Make sure you got an Uber driver or somebody to take you home because we right. want everybody to get don't, home safe. Don't drink and drive. <laughs>